0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, wherever it is you're on social media. Follow us there. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they help you guys out. Renter's Warehouse. Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai, for your next ride, head out to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to find their great inventory. Calvin and Settle, to upgrade your home with new hardwood floors and finishings across the Settle. dot CalvinandSettle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So we will circle back to the Tulio discussion. Uh, yeah, but- I, like,
1: it's, it's so bad. It, okay. it is so I bad. think
0: you have completely overreacted to this but that's okay that's it it, it makes it more fun uh, honestly so I'm actually uh, excited that you overreacted to the Tulio well it, it's magic. like
1: it's created out of nowhere like it, it's not like Jackrabbit Jenkins actually like is acknowledged by Jackrabbit. This is just created yeah, out of well, absolutely well, nowhere.
0: At some point, Jack Rabbit was created out of nowhere. <laughs> like, that's how nicknames work. They get created out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, they this take thing, on. I, I they hope, either stick or they do away. They either stick or they don't. We'll find out if Tulio sticks or not, but we'll talk about that later on. So, Zach, uh, Ryan Tannehill's contract has been restructured. We will walk through uh, the different. Uh, impacts of that restructuring later in the show before we talk about Tulio and then then we'll just call him Julio and then we'll throw shade so Zach you brought this question to the table in our pre-show meeting and that is which Titans offensive player now is under the most pressure in this upcoming season because the expectations are very high the expectations are for the Titans to go win the damn Super Bowl, right? That's what everybody's initial reaction is saying is, oh my gosh, how do you stop this offense? So now who is under the most pressure on this offensive roster? And we're not including Todd Downing in this. We're sticking to players in this conversation because the overall uh, reality is they will have a brand new play caller this year to go along with a brand new Julio Jones on the outside. So which offensive player for the Titans is facing the most pressure?
1: Yeah, no, I think this is a great question. and We're going to put this out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So comment in the comment section. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Pick a player. Pick an offensive player. Player, player, player. Not coach, not general manager, not owner, but player on the offensive side of the football. What do you guys think? Who is under the most pressure this upcoming season? As you mentioned, Austin, I think it can be a lot of different players. I think that the singular player that has the most pressure – is Derrick Henry because he is the most important. He cannot have a down year. He cannot get injured. If he does get hurt, he has got to come back as quick as possible because this team will not get to where they want to go without King Henry. They will not win the AFC South. The Colts will win without Derrick Henry. I have to look at the most important player, and especially – after the two thousand yard season, Austin, you also said this yourself: is if he leads the league in rushing, there's probably a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that he becomes a Hall of Famer yeah. because he would have led, led the league in rushing over three years, three there straight. There is a, years. there is a, yeah, three straight years. There, there is a, an unbelievable amount of pressure on Derrick Henry because he is the face of this franchise now he has he has more tools around him now with Julio Jones and with with AJ Brown and and Ryan Tannehill uh, that's my my first pick i do have a second pick but i'm going to let uh, you go to the comment section and yeah. read everybody else's but my answer is Derrick Henry i think there's a lot of of options here and
0: know, uh, I see uh, uh, Michael says we're Sean Evans. Can we please stick to offense here? Like, like we've stated with the question uh, for everybody. So I'm going to go to the comment section and read uh, the offensive uh, player facing the most pressure. Kevin says Tannehill. Uh, Texas sports is definitely Tannehill. Quain says Tannehill. Uh, Jamal coming up with either uh, Kendall Lamb or Dylan Radens because somebody going to start at right tackle. And I think, if you're looking at all of these spots on the offensive starting lineup, the only one that's completely up for grabs, that's a complete unknown, is right tackle. You know, your left tackle, left guard, center, and right guard are going to be. You know, Ferkser and Swain are going to be your tight ends, and you feel better about those two guys than you do about whoever wins that starting right tackle job. Don't forget, Tyson Brylow is also involved in that. So that's an interesting uh, comment there by Jamal. Scott says, Ryan Tannehill, uh Louis says Furkser, Jared says gotta be Tanny, Lawan coming in from Steven. Uh Lane says the obvious answer is Tannehill, but I say Lawan. Brent says Henry, no more eight-man boxes. He had 2K last year with stack boxes. He should easily get two and a half thousand yards. Kenneth says Tannehill, Aaron Tannehill, Jasmine Tannehill, Bimo Tannehill, Caesar says Tannehill's under the most pressure. Zach Goodman says Lawan is under the most pressure. So continue to read your comments as they roll in. Uh, We will continue to ask you guys, which Titans offensive player is under the most pressure going into this season? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? That's because one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation equals over that. And it's not putting any stress on your joints. You're building functional, strong muscle. You're targeting that hard-to-burn body fat. And it's all focused on your muscle fibers, where in the weight room, put a lot of stress on your back, your knees, your shoulders, whatever joints you might be ailing with. So if you can't lift weights like you used to because of injury or lack of time, Mandu is for you and Mandu is for everybody. And your first workout is free at mandu.com.
1: Had a bounce back night last night on BetMGM. Hit my three-game parlay. Won a couple hundred dollars off of that thanks to the over Clippers and Utah Jazz. So shout out to BetMGM. You can win some money yourself. Use that promo code right there. But download the app today. You get a $600 risk-free bet with the promo code ATOZ Sports for new users. Download BetMGM. Go to your app store and download it today. All right. So
0: the question here we're asking is which Titans offensive player is facing the most pressure in uh, this 2021 season after the Julio Jones trade. And you went with Derek Henry, which I I, I kind of, he's in the conversation, but I, I think really, and I kind of agree with Donald here And Donald bell on Facebook says Tannehill because of the media takes whenever I think of pressure, I think of like, where is the pressure being applied from and who will attack this player if they crumble under pressure or don't reach their goals or don't live up to their expectations. And it's all about perception from the media, the fans, and outside the locker room. Because I don't think Ryan Tannehill's under pressure inside the locker room or inside the building. I think there's a lot of faith and confidence in what Ryan Tannehill has and what he can do. But I think the pressure is On Ryan Tannehill, the most this year because of the outside perception of who will get blamed if it fails or if it doesn't reach expectations, if the Titans don't win playoff games or or go to the AFC title game or go to the Super Bowl, whatever it might be, I feel like Ryan Tannehill will be the scapegoat for why it didn't work out. Because Julio Jones, proven. Derrick Henry, proven. We're talking about those guys being in Canton. 5 plus years after they retire, AJ Brown was a Pro Bowler in year 2 and back-to-back 1000-yard seasons proven. The only guy who is still not proven to the majority of the NFL America, not the Titans fan base, but to everybody else is Ryan Tannehill because of the outdated narrative of what he was in Miami. That sticks with him whether we agree or disagree with it. We all disagree with it here. Ryan Tannehill is not what he was in Miami. He has been absolutely nothing but phenomenal with the Tennessee Titans, but he faces the most pressure pressure because everybody else around him does not have that narrative attached to their name like he does.
1: I disagree because Ryan Tannehill from the national media, he's never going to uh, get to the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers level. There's just no way he can do that. He never will. So there is no pressure. I think the complete opposite of the way you think. It's kind of funny because it makes zero sense to me. We've talked about this too, Austin, is from the outside, and, and you've said besides the Titans fan base and the Titans organization, Brian Tannehill can only reach so high. He can never get to be the best quarterback in the league. That, that's just never going to happen. Even when Matt Ryan was MVP, he was still never considered the best quarterback in the league because that's that's something that has to be earned from inception. As I mentioned, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. We, you know, Tom Brady is what Tom Brady is. He's a he's a the outlier. But there's not pressure on Ryan Tannehill because he can't get to the expectations that quarterbacks usually get to. That's why I disagree adamantly with you. I mean, but do you not like, do you you agree with that?
0: No, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Ryan Tannehill will, there's nothing Ryan Tannehill can do short of winning three straight Super Bowls, which is just so unrealistic, but there's nothing Ryan Tannehill can do realistically to change or to elevate his name up there with the NFL greats. At the quarterback position, but that's so not no pressure. There's there,
1: there's not as much but pressure. There is
0: pressure because do you disagree with me? I agree with you with that. Do you disagree or agree with me in saying that everybody else doesn't have a negative narrative to their name that we're talking about in this conversation with Henry, Julio, AJ, and Tannehill?
1: Well, the reason why I answered Derek Henry is because pressure is defined by the expectation. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals pressure is much different than the Chiefs, Bills, and Titans. And for the Titans, their pressure is so much greater. And whose shoulders does that fall on? It falls on Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry at the end of this season all of a sudden can't get over 100 yards for some reason, they that is going to fall on him but, but it's it, the pressure to perform at such a high level that Derrick Henry has set he's just set a really high bar now it's a great thing because he's an unbelievable running back the best in the league but he's set that such a high bar the pressure to get there is so great that's why that is the answer okay well more people are commenting uh other
0: you know like Rashid and Gary are saying the most pressure is on the OC. We're them. talking We're just, about some players, guys. Well, and so... Don't worry so, about them. All right, so Dom says, So a Super Bowl won't change the stigma. Y'all are thinking too much. It's all about what he does on the field. And I... No, if the Titans win a Super Bowl, it's not because of Ryan Tannehill. It's because of Derrick Henry. It's because of the defense being improved and because of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. It, it, it will be all of those things... Before Ryan Tannehill gets mentioned, that's well, why there's. That's why I'm saying there's less but, pressure. But there's pressure on Tannehill because he is the first name you list when it when they when it doesn't work out.
1: No, wrong. Yes, yes. No. Because everybody, no, because the, the national media doesn't care about Tannehill. They don't. They do. They they like no. to. They like no, to they bash do not.
0: Zach. They care about Tannehill and the fact that they like to bash
1: Tannehill for not being any good. No, they don't. They, yes, that is they a lie. Do. They do not like bashing Tannehill. Yes, that they is... do. They take any opportunity to talk about oh, how my. Ryan okay. Tannehill you is are, irrelevant. You are way off base there. I don't know what the hell uh, internet you were on, but they do Same not sit there and on, attack bro. Ryan Tannehill. Yes, they do. No, 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 they attack Tim t- t- No, they attack Tim Tebow. Okay. There's a well, huge difference. That... The internet attacks everybody,
0: so they can attack multiple people at one time. Yes, they attack Tim Tebow, but just because they attack Tim Tebow doesn't mean they don't attack Ryan Tannehill. Did you not see the memes that were going around around there about Ryan Tannehill uh, and how bad or average he is from other
1: people in the NFL? No. Who said who? Then Give what? me some examples. Then
0: you're not on social media. Give me some examples.
1: Bring some examples.
0: Uh, there was one, uh, the, the girl who made all the TikToks, Uh, who got famous from that over the past year. She put up a a meme of uh, the Titans' skill players as jacked-up Captain America, and Ryan Tannehill was the little 12-year-old boy Halloween costume Captain America.
1: Well, she's a dumbass and really doesn't matter, right? right. She's Again, a TikTok. But she's, that, she's a bait but, job.
0: Well, she's got an incredible audience that takes that and runs with it. And But, Colin they, Coward- don't, but
1: they don't attack. like uh, yes. the, the internet does not spend time bringing joy, attacking Ryan Tannehill. The fact is they don't care about Ryan Tannehill. They think Ryan
0: Tannehill is not very good. They think Ryan Tannehill is riding the coattails of Derek Henry and A.J. Brown. And maybe he is, and that's okay. He is. He got better players. He's no longer in Miami. I just don't know, like, why you think, why you think Derrick Henry faces the most pressure. I Derrick just Henry, told you
1: because he has to get two thousand yards. He if doesn't he falls have apart, it, yeah, it's like in a seventeen game season. If he falls apart and can't get a hundred yards late in the season, he's just set such a high bar Austin. Yeah. He's earned his, he, it's he's, like LeBron can't score four points in a game. He can't. If he does, he gets destroyed. KD can't score six points in a game. He'll get destroyed. That's why the, if Ryan Tannehill throws one touchdown pass and a pick, that's okay. If Derrick Henry gets under hundred yards in a massive game down the stretch of a season, that's not okay. No, no, it, it because
0: what happened? What happened in the playoff game? In the playoff game, the the Ravens defense did a really good job of stopping Derrick Henry, and then it became well, Ryan Tannehill can't beat you. So even if you stop Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill can't beat you. So Austin, th-
1: the narrative outside of Nashville watching that game was Lamar Jackson won that game. You know that. I know that. I'm talking about the
0: Titans offense, dude. Like, can we... I know
1: you brought up the wild card game.
0: You were the one that brought up the game. I... Yeah. And I said the narrative about that game was that... Was Lamar Jackson. Dude, it's in the context of the whole freaking conversation we're having. Like, come on, man. Like, stick
1: with it. The, the, we're talking about Tannehill the, You brought up the game. Zach, you understand the context that I'm talking about? Why no, you, I don't? You said I, you dude. said that was the narrative of the game, and I said the narrative of the game is Zach, Lamar Jackson. Have we been won that talking game. about the Titans' offense for the last 20 minutes? Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. They don't care about Tannehill. Uh, you do just, not understand. That's my whole point. The what you're saying is the narrative of the game was whatever you said, and I'm saying that is incorrect. Because the national media does not care about Ryan Tannehill. They cared about Lamar Jackson winning that game. They, Zach, the media, the national media, likes to talk
0: about how Tannehill can't get it done. (laughs) Yeah, he can't. That's what they say. Look at his stats in the playoffs when they went to the AFC Championship game. He
1: didn't even throw for 100 yards. They don't care. They Uh, do care. They they do care. That's what they're talking about. They don't care about the Titans, dude. Well, obvious. Get it I know through that. your head. If they don't care about the Titans, they where sure as hell don't care about Tannehill. I, I, you are so stubborn this morning. And,
0: and b Rett you, says- You're just so, making bad points. No, I'm not. b Rett saying, so it's Henry's fault that they lose? No, it's never Derrick Henry's fault. Derrick Henry has gotten himself to the level where he is never going to be blamed for the Titans not reaching a goal because Derrick Henry has earned that. That is what everybody believes about Derrick Henry being what he is. Brian Tannehill will be the guy who gets blamed. That's that's why he's facing the most pressure.
1: Nobody cares about Tannehill, so the, the level of pressure is different. You talk about going into this season, the expectations of Derrick Henry and the high bar that he set over the last two seasons, that's really hard to achieve. But I
0: would like, Zach, I would like you to go read the comments out loud.
1: I'm talking to you. I don't care. I, I'm talking to you. I, I, I'm, Zach, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, not paying attention to the comments.
0: Well, yeah, because clearly you aren't because they're all agreeing with me. So I would like for you to go read the comments and, and act, think about who's making the good I don't care
1: not. about the comments. I'm talking to you.
0: Oh, my God. I'm excited about your two days off <laughs> over the next couple of days. I'm, because I, I feel like this it needs to happen because I don't know I don't know how you're not seeing this. I don't know how you're so off on this and don't and are just choosing to n- conveniently ignore the comment section. when we always bring the comment section into the show.
1: You usually bring the comments in the show, and the, that, what you usually no, do is even, just read the comments that that say you're right. That's usually what you do, Austin. So let's just face that. That's not and true And that's at the history all, of the show. That's not you true. Know that. that yeah, oh,
0: selective oh, memory. Good, bat- Zach Bingham. That is fine. So,
1: selective comment selection. That's what I, you I
0: don't. I don't selective comments. I mean, you. That's why I asked you to go read the comments. That's and you said no. I'm. I'm talking to you. Be, because I, I haven't been I'm not paying attention to the comments we're having a
1: conversation I, and that that's is the what, dynamic that, of this that, show
0: that you you always accuse me of reading the comments pro me and uh, when so now I'm asking look, you to go we, read the damn I, I'll
1: read a, I'll read a damn comment if you shut your mouth the pressure is never more on a, a running back than a quarterback and I would I would say the difference is is that what is the Titans franchise right now it is not all about the quarterback. It is all about the running back. That is the unique situation that the Tennessee Titans offense is, and we all know that. There you go. All right.
0: <laughs> let's let's talk about some other guys because I, you know, I, I don't even think honestly. I don't think. Uh, Derrick Henry second behind Ryan Tannehill in facing pressure uh, this upcoming season. I think Taylor Lewan is under a lot of pressure as well and some other guys before we even get to Derrick Henry. And we'll list those guys off and have discussions about them. But first, Zach, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai.
1: Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You're going to get the Sonata, the Palisade, the Elantra, or the Santa Fe. They've got you covered, your perfect make and model for your next vehicle for you or your family. If you're getting one for yourself, maybe your wife is looking for one, maybe it's your son or daughter in their first car. You got to be safe and you got to be fuel efficient. That's what Wilson County Hyundai offers. Quick trip down I 40, exit 236. Try out their brand new 2021 Palisade. They have those in stock at the dealership. Those are hard to find. Third row seating, full size SUV, all the bells and whistles at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports
0: were powered every morning by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Zach had he had said he had a bounce back uh, night last night. I did not, but that's okay. I'll live to play another day. A to Z Sports, uh, ATOZ Sports is that code that you use when you download the app and sign up. With your first deposit and your first bet after using ATOZ Sports code, you get a risk free bet up to $600 with that first bet and that first deposit. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800 889 9789. Zach has said that uh, Derrick Henry is under the most pressure this season on the Titans offense when it comes to players. I say it's Ryan Tannehill.
1: Uh, no. One last thing. Okay. Don't you think that if they win a Super Bowl, it was it will be because of Derrick Henry? Yes, yes or no?
0: and that was a part of my point of why I said Tannehill was under the most pressure.
1: Yes. That doesn't make any sense. It, if the reason why you win the Super Bowl is because of Derrick Henry, that is the pressure that is on that player. Do you understand that way of thinking? No. Because, in my opinion, Ryan Tannehill
0: will be blamed when the Titans do not win the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry... the Super Bowl is difficult. I understand that. Derrick Henry will never be at fault. Derrick Henry will always be looked at as, man, that guy did his job, and the quarterback just couldn't do it. And so that's... What if
1: Derrick Henry goes back to, uh, you know, three seasons ago and doesn't have the year that we all expect?
0: Well, I, I, I...
1: no, I don't think that's going to happen, but outside what do you of it happens?
0: outside of injury, I see Derrick Henry within the top 5 leaders in rushing throughout the year. I do too. But I but and so if the Titans go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, whatever it is, it will always all of the Titans' achievements will be because of Derrick Henry and what he does for the franchise. All of the Titans' shortcomings will always be because of the Lack of ability of Tannehill in and, the national narrative, that's how it goes.
1: And and the difference between you and I in this particular discussion, Austin, is that you think that the national media cares about Ryan Tannehill a lot more than I think that the national media. Cares about Ryan Tannehill. Because that's Ryan, the difference. Yeah, that is the, the so difference.
0: Ryan Tannehill is an easy punching bag for the national media that doesn't. Nobody watch
1: cares the about the Tennessee Titans. If you if you heard
0: the very end of my sentence, Ryan Tannehill is an easy punching bag for all the national media members who don't watch the Titans. And, and guess what? They don't the watch the Titans. And now they have to talk about the Titans
1: because the Titans are the biggest story in the NFL. This week. I think national media finds every way to not talk about the Titans unless it's the middle of June or beginning of June. Nothing's happening in the NFL. And just so happened, the Tennessee Titans get a Hall of Fame wide receiver in a trade. <sighs> okay. So, so
0: after our top. Players under pressure, right? After Tannehill for me and Henry for you. Now I think Taylor Lawan is under a lot of pressure because of how his contract sets up. Lawan, guys, uh, I think is entering a year where he's coming off the ACL reconstruction from this past year, the PED pop from the from two seasons ago. His his cap hit this year is fourteen point six million dollars, and the debt. I'm sorry. For, The dead cap next year to get rid of Lawan is only 1.8. And so I think Taylor Lawan is under a lot of pressure this year as he's turning 30 years old to show and prove everybody that he is still. Able to play at a high level after an unfortunate last couple of years and how the ACL played out, he was playing at a high level. The Titans were five and zero, and they were a five hundred team after that. I think that had a big impact in the Titans' um, offense and how they could not use Johnny Smith after one went down. They were able to sustain, but Lawon is important. I think Lawan, in my opinion, is second on this offense in facing the most pressure after Tannehill. How do you feel about Lawan's pressure entering the year?
1: I think it is very high because Taylor LaJuan is a dominant left tackle. I want to stay, say that. But because of the last two years, Austin, as you have said, you're going to turn and to start to think, is Taylor LaJuan either worth the money that he was paid in that big contract or is he overpaid, right? And once you start to shift and great tackles, career tackles like Joe Thomas and I mean, the list goes on of just those those staple left tackles, they never really turn to completely overpaid until the very end of their career or injury mm-hmm. somehow derails it. Like, Eric Fisher has been a staple. Injury, derailed it, now he's on another team. The one, only being 30, right? How old is he? He's 30? Uh, this is his 30-year-old season. So he will right. be 30 this season. Right. So he he really has a lot to prove this season. He has to protect Ryan Tannehill. He's got to block. He's got to not do have penalties, all these other things that, uh, that left tackles need to do. But if he does not perform at a high clip, you'll start to look at the structure of the salary cap in the roster and say, who is overpaid? That's what they did with Malcolm Butler this past year. They looked at Malcolm Butler and they said, he, he was the best cornerback on the team last year, right? Yeah. Now that's
0: not saying a lot, but Malcolm Butler had a good year last year. Yes.
1: He was overpaid. So they cut him. Right. And, and, and it turns and, into and, a year before in the year before draw Casey and he was traded. Right. So, Lewan can earn his money with a bounce back year, a Pro Bowl year. If he has a Pro Bowl year, and the good thing is, I think he's got a good uh, playable reputation. I don't know in the uh, view yeah. of the league on the PEDs. I don't well, know how they view that.
0: Uh, so uh, a couple things on that. I think it'll be hard for Lawan to get back to the Pro Bowl just because the, the the tackle position, I think he can play at a Pro Bowl level. It's all about can you be popular enough around the league it's and is it your account. turn right because at tackle you don't have stats you just have your reputation and there's always there's a crop of younger tackles in their mid-20s that will be viewed as uh the top tackles in the league that will get paid big money who will make pro bowls now b says that lawan hasn't been the same since the year uh, since being off the stuff hope this is the year he turns it back lawan was really good once he came back like he missed the first four games because of the PEDs for, in 2019. The first two, three games, he was a little rusty. But after that, he was really good. And really good throughout the rest of that season and throughout that playoff run to the AFC title game. And then he was really good for the first four and a half games of last year until he tore his ACL. And tearing your ACL is not something that like it's just a bad luck thing. It's not like a you're injury prone or you're going to be dealing with it for a long time. It's a man. You broke your bone or you tore your ACL. That sucks. That's unlucky. You make sure it's all fixed. You rehab the right way, and you should be okay. So like I I don't like I think Lawan will play well this year. I think there's a different type of motivation. Like if you listen to him talking about the beer chug in Bridgestone a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, he talked about this on Boston with the boys that he did not drink or consume a single drop of that beer because what he was thinking during that time is if I drink this beer, it will hurt my rehab because beer causes inflammation, and so Lawan is so dedicated to his ACL rehab that he doesn't even want to have a single drop of beer at a Preds game while he's on the jumbotron. Like I think, I think that shows me of the, the absolute dedication that he has of getting back to that back-to-back-to-back Pro Bowl
1: level. He's very aware and conscientious of this year. Yeah. I, and I think he's been, uh, and as tracking it, is I think he's been very diligent in his rehab process knowing all of that stuff. I mean, he's an open book. He'll tell you that the last two years, probably not the best two years of his career, right? The PEDs. I mean, it's probably going to hurt his Hall of Fame chances, whether you like it or not. And last year in ACL, you miss games, you missed time. The best ability is availability, and it wasn't available because of injury. He's got to come back, earn his contract, and get back to being the dominant left tackle that he was three years ago. Because three years ago, and, and LaJuan's trajectory it has, has come to a halt. It doesn't mean that you can't restart the bus and keep going. But the, the, the issue was, is uh, and luan and I have gone back and forth with all the, 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 the chatter, all of that stuff. But the fact of the matter was, is in his first three years, he proved that he was worth the first-round selection, probably, well, should have been selected as the first tackle in that draft, and was Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. I mean, he was stacking them up, and yeah. he was building the reputation. I always, I always compare him to this. Like, Tyrone Smith got to a level where you really can't do anything wrong. You're just going to get a Pro Bowl, right. right? As long as you're playing. As long as you're playing, it's just, it's a name that rolls off the tongue as a Pro Bowler. Well, one was on that trajectory. Now, the bus stopped real quick after he got popped for performance-enhancing drugs. And that, I think, made everybody step back and look at his career and his play. He came back, and I think he did very well after those four-game suspension. But the problem was the following year, he popped his ACL, and he now has to come back on the revamp comeback mode and prove everybody that he's still the player that he was in year two and three. There's a lot of pressure there.
0: Yeah, and, and, and as Donald brings up, his first game is against J.J. Watt with his new team in the Arizona Cardinals. So I think Lawan and again, I'll just reread the uh, contract situation for Lawan This year in 2021, his cap hit – Is three point four million dollars next year. It's fourteen point seven, but next year the dead cap for Lawan is just under one point eight million dollars. So, and we're about to get to this Ryan Tannehill restructure conversation here in a few minutes, and and remember that when of what Lawan's out is after this upcoming season at only one point eight million dollars. That's not that big of a deal. Uh, really, at all for an NFL team with a, t- a left tackle who
1: would, at that point, be 31 years. He does have the luxury of something Malcolm Butler didn't have. In Malcolm Butler's out year, the salary cap went down. Yes. In LaJuan, the salary cap's going to go up, right. which is going to help him. But, I, again, we don't know where we're going to be next year, and we don't know how he's going to play. I I do think that he's going to get back to the level of play that he can uh it's just uh we I we got to see it right? I mean, put up or shut up and I think yeah. he'll do that.
0: Uh real quick before we get to Ryan Tannehill's restructured contract and how it impacts the future including maybe LaWan we'll talk more about that here in a second. Uh what do you think about Anthony Furkser and Josh Reynolds as far as them those two guys facing pressure this year because they're under one year contracts and they're secondary role players on this offense?
1: Ferkser is interesting because he's not really replacing Janu Smith, and because they just traded for Julio Jones, that helps relieve the pressure, right? Where Ferkser was, he just basically he was building up that pressure, and now he put a little hydrocortisone cream, and he's kind of he's kind of come down, right? There's less inflammation on Ferkser because Julio Jones is on the team. He still has to perform well, be the reliable third down, but I, I think less.
0: Yeah, ju- yeah, I'm with you on Ferkser. The thing that Ferkser has to do, he's got pressure on, can he become a full-time tight end? Can he become a well-rounded, be able to do everything pretty well tight end that is not a liability on third and one and you're running left or right behind Ferkser lined up on that side?
1: There you go. Ferkser has to be not a, uh, he cannot be, he's got to be reliable instead of the liability that if he stays that, but that's what Ferkser is, right? That's the kind of football he plays. Yeah. He's going to catch the football. He's going to see it into his hands and he's either going to break a tackle or dive forward for first down.
0: Right. And Kevin knows what's up. Kevin says pressure on Ferkser to become a better blocker so they don't tip what they're doing. Exactly. That's what me and Zach and Buck and a lot of people have been talking about uh, this upcoming uh, or this whole off season about Anthony Furcher's role is can he become a reliable, you know, do enough blocker as a tight end where he does not become a liability and a reading cue for the defense there. So, all right, let's go ahead. And, uh, Josh Reynolds is interesting. I, I think Josh Reynolds, the opportunity, he could, he could be a big benefit, benefit, benefit of, the julio jones trade because now there's just so little attention on whoever that third route is going to be with with aj and julio where josh reynolds is going to get favorable matchups and be able to uh get great opportunity to earn more of a contract with whoever uh next season
1: yeah i he i'm not saying that josh reynolds probably wanted julio to go to another team because he wanted to be the number two guy now he's the same player that he was in LA. Right. And so can he take advantage of his opportunities when the ball comes his way? Yes, he can, but that's about it. He's he's not gonna get as many targets. And he knows that. And but the one thing is he signed a small deal. Uh I'm not saying this because the year hasn't even started, but I I Josh Reynolds seems to me, feels to me that he plays one year for the Titans and then goes somewhere else.
0: Yeah, that's probably the, the plan, uh, to be honest. Uh, so all right, let's get to this because I do find this uh, conversation and this information pretty fascinating. How Ryan Tannehill's restructured contract impacts the Titans now and in the future. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Suttle.
1: Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood floors right here in Nashville, 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. Rip up that old carpet or the hardwood floors that have been scuffed up by just use, whether it's your kids, your dogs, just wear and tear. Replace them with brand new hardwood floors, reliable, cost-effective hardwood floors. Calvin and Subtle, they're trusted right here in Middle Tennessee, whether you live in Clarksville, Gallatin, it doesn't matter. Williamson County, Davidson County, Wilson County. They will make sure that you get the best hardwood floors and the service, 615-448-6414 or at calvinandsuttle.com. ATOZ Sports Bet MGM.
0: Download the app. Use code A-T-O-Z Sports. With your first bet and your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks uh, right there. It's a great opportunity to jump on uh, the game, the sports betting game. It's a lot of fun. Zach and I have had a blast with BetMGM over the last several months. I'm looking forward to really talking some more football. The NBA playoffs are fun. The NHL playoffs are fun. Uh, football futures are really starting to get ramped up there with BetMGM the king of sports books. So Zach, I, I was looking this morning and hat tip to our guy, Teron Davenport of ESPN for kind of walking through some of this situation, but Ryan Tannehill's contract gets restructured. And so he signed a four year, $118 million deal last offseason. two off seasons ago, four years for one eighteen. So the Titans, after the first year that he played, they restructured his deal. They moved a lot of, uh, a lot of base salary money into bonus money. So Ryan Tannehill just got a big fat check this week worth twenty three million dollars or more, which is very nice for him because he got one last year when he signed the deal for about twenty million bucks. So Ryan Tannehill and Lauren Tannehill living good right now, right?
1: This suddenly at the end of his career, we're gonna look back and be like, "Damn, Tannehill got paid that amount of money." Holy. Yeah. Because the Dolphins made him a $100 million contract. The Titans paid him a $100 million contract and restructured. And you know what? It was a short four-year four year deal. The amount of time that quarterback, the longevity because of what Breeze and Brady have done, and I'm not comparing Tannehill to those guys in play, but you can play longer. And yeah. so if he gets another contract for $100 million, my mind will be blown, but that will be a good thing for the Titans because he would have earned it.
0: Yeah, and Ryan Tannehill's just got a lot of cash up front in the first year and a half of this deal. So, I'll show do you do this. Uh, I'll show you this from from Spotrac. What was that? What do you do with all that money? I, I don't know. Uh, you you live lavishly in Florida, like he does. All right. So in 2020, Ryan Tannehill's yearly cash was 37 million dollars. In 2021, here's where they've reached. This is post restructure, guys. So if you look at his salary, they've added two voidable years to the four-year deal, right? So you see 2024 and 25, they have two more voidable years. So what that means is his base salary is 4.6, the rest of the deal, right? Everything else has been transferred into bonus money. And so his dead cap uh, goes from $57 million next year down to 19. But the cap hit is what we want to look at because his cap hit this year is only 10.7. That's how they were able to afford Julio Jones, who actually has the biggest cap hit on the entire roster this season at 15.3, more than Henry, more than Byron, more than LaJuan, Saffold, and Tannehill. So 10.7, but bang, it balloons up to 38.6 next season. And that's where I mention LaJuan and his out of only 1.8 dead cap next year because so that money's got to go, like Ryan Tannehill's not leaving the team next year. They, they can't afford to get rid of Ryan Tannehill next season because the dead cap's $57 million. So they're going to have Ryan Tannehill here, but somebody else is going to have to go. And that's where it's going to get real tight because we were all talk, we were talking about this like, yeah, you restructure Tannehill. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it does have implications because you're just kicking the can down the road. And yes, the cap is going to go up, but just a 208. And so somebody is going to have to go next year, and it's obviously a, a, a long way away, but who is that person that, that's going to have to be the casualty for the Julio trade and the forced Tannehill restructure?
1: The, the irony is crazy because you know who was in this exact same situation this year? Who? The Atlanta Falcons. And somebody had to go. It was Julio Jones because Matt Ryan's cap hit was so high, $40 million. Now fit 40 and 56. There's, there's a difference, but that Tannehill had earned the right to have this year and next year to continue on. Right. Like right. you weren't, they weren't going to make a change based on his play over the last year and a half per se now going in. And so they did it the right way. I, they are going to have to retool next year to say who stays, who goes. I yeah. you bring up the Lawan situation, I would be curious to see who plays really well, who does not perform well, who's going to get that contract, and who's going to get cut.
0: Well, because you have to think about this too. You know who also has a pretty large cap hit next year that doesn't this year. Bud Dupree, <laughs> but Bud Dupree is not costing you that much, but he's going to have a cap in a nineteen point two, and he's not going anywhere because his dead money is twenty eight. So when you look at it, there are four guys that are not going, well, really five, that are not going anywhere, that are being paid bigger money right now. That is Tannehill, Dupree, Kevin Byard, Derrick Henry, and sneakily Danico Autry. Just has a lot more dead money because he just signed, right? So there's options here, guys, and the the players that might have to go peace out are Taylor on the
1: offensive line,
0: Roger Saffold. How about this? Julio Jones, Julio Jones is a cap hit next year of eleven point five, but only two million and dead. So there's nine million and a half you can that, say well, there. That,
1: Julio's not going
0: anywhere. Well, he, here's here's the answer: Janoris Jenkins. I'm sorry, Jack Rabbit feels like he might be forced to be a one and done type of titan, and because he has a a uh, cap hit next year of over ten million dollars and only three million dollars of dead money, and he will be aging. You just drafted Caleb Farley. You got Christian Fulton, Elijah Molden. You're building depth. It feels like, and and Dom brings up Ben Jones. Ben Jones is not even on this roster this time next year. His con- He's going into a contract year this year. So it's going to get dicey. You know, when you're paying your running back $50 million, you can't pay people because you're paying your quarterback a bunch of money too. You can't pay everybody, and when you kick the can down the road by getting Julio Jones, it's amazing right now, but there are consequences, and those consequences start next season.
1: And they're betting on that their young secondary pops. That's why I said yesterday the most important piece, and it is an unknown, but the biggest piece is Caleb Farley. If Caleb Farley hits, Christian Fulton, I think, can be good. I don't know if he could be great, but I think he can be good. Caleb Farley's expectation is to be great. Everybody kills me because I have really high expectations for first-round picks based on where they are selected. And Caleb Farley has got to hit, and that's what they're banking on because of the structure, as you mentioned, Austin, of their entire franchise being centered around a very high-paid running back. The Cowboys have the same problem. They pay Zeke a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And so somebody else, other uh, Ben Jones is cheap. I thought Ben Jones is making $7 million this year, and it's the last year of his deal. So you have to re sign uh, Ben Jones there. Uh, G-Man says, you can't say Julio is an automatic next year. What if he has a hammy all year, only plays six games? Now he's 33 years old and he's $11.5 million. I mean, that's with a $2 million dead I mean, there's a
1: worst case scenario. I just don't, uh, they gave up sure. too much to not for only, to only have him. Flee. I
0: agree. They gave up a lot for just to be a one-year thing. And so I, I mostly agree, but G-Man's not wrong. Technically, Josh says, if Bayer doesn't step up, he's going to get cut next year. I mean, no, that's expensive because now you're going to pay Kevin Byard $8.2 million to not play for you. Like that's, that's not the situation the Titans can be, can afford to be in next year when Ryan Tannehill, his cap hits 38 plus million dollars. So again, it just, the restructure makes this year amazing, right? It makes you allowed to go out there and get Julio Jones to truly go for it. And John Robinson was great and excited for that. But it does have consequences and it starts next season.
1: No, it, it absolutely does. It's, but I, I love the fact that they have put the chips in the table for 2021 and says we're going to go all out. COVID has ended. Fans are going to flood back into Nissan Stadium. They have more home games than they do away games. They're defending AFC South champions, and they got a chip on their shoulder because they got beat live by Lamar Jackson in their own house in the wild card round. Yeah, There's pressure yeah. on Mike Vrabel. There's pressure on the offensive and defensive coordinators. John Robinson has done his damn job. So, right. John Robinson, he'll make some tweaks throughout the year, curious about trade deadline, but he's done a fabulous job of giving he just went he didn't go to Kroger or Aldi he went to Whole Foods and you know what he got the best of the best big ass fillets can Mike Vrabel grill
0: yeah and now Caesar says this smells like a bye-bye to LaJuan and a first round pick of a left tackle well the the tackle they just (laughs) I mean I I don't you know LaJuan who knows what's going to happen beyond this season with LaWan because of how his contract's set up but the the tackle they just drafted in the second round who's going to compete for your right tackle job this year played three plus years in college at left tackle so there is some flexibility there with Dylan Radens uh, uh, as well so yeah, it is there's a strategy
1: behind that
0: oh absolutely and like it's always trying to play ahead and they were trying to start that process last year but we don't want to even go there with what Isaiah Wilson ended up being. All right, It is <laughs> Sports here live on this Wednesday. We've got a question about Julio Jones wearing number two. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life and you never know when it's going to happen, but it always kind of surprises you. And you have to know how to deal with it and know who to trust and where to go to. That is the bone and joint Institute. Again, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. They have over a dozen physicians at their Franklin location with everything you need to have done in that one building. The clinics, the testing, the imaging, the surgery center, and the rehab facility is all right there. Simply go to BoneAndJointTN.org.
1: Hey, they fixed both Austin and I up, fixed my uh, my shoulder. Austin's had his ACL fixed, came back kind of like Luan's trying to come back, right? Bigger and better than ever with those doctors. It's been, uh, it'll be 12 years this fall of my new ACL. And
0: I got to say, ACL is in great shape. Thanks to Dr. Arthur.
1: Better knock on some wood. Uh, BetMGM, they're in great shape. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free $600 bet for new users. That is just for A to Z Sports listeners. So use that promo code. Sign up today. Austin and I have had a blast playing. Uh, we we uh, I get an afternoon text uh, from Austin every single day. You you like any props, player props? I gave him free money yesterday. Uh, I gave it to you. I I want a hundred bucks on Joel and B dropping forty. I I know I know. And it,
0: the line moved on me, and I left it the bet slip. I got distracted, and then it was too late, and I didn't I didn't get it. But he had dude had twenty nine or thirty <laughs> at the end of the third quarter. Anyway, all right. Uh, so. <laughs> How do you feel about Julio Jones wearing number two for the Titans? Do you like it? Do you love it? Or are you just out on it? Uh, because we had had these discussions with everybody, guys, about, you know, Julio going to wear eight? If he doesn't wear eight, 18's taken by Josh Reynolds. Does he go 80? Does he go 81? He wore 82 in high school, 88 maybe to double up, but he goes two. I, I mean, I was pretty surprised uh, that uh, two. Was the number he went with? I guess one plus one looks like eleven, but equals
1: two. I mean, I, I I don't know how Julio Jones got there, but what do you think about number two with Julio? I mean, I was trying to diagnose it as well. I I don't know if it was one point He's the number two wide receiver now, right? Is this <laughs> yeah. is this his 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 second team? This is the right. This is the the second, second act. act, yeah, of of his career. Or it's uh, just
0: a Tulio thing.
1: I mean, I. <sighs> I don't think it was the Tulio thing.
0: Uh no, it wasn't. I was that was a joke.
1: Uh so uh, I I think I think I'm with Steph. Um I, I don't like love it, but I kind of like it. I, I I don't mind it. It's unique because look, I, I don't love the rule change, but it is what it is. We I can't bitch and moan about a law, right? I'd like to go faster on the interstate, but speed limit is the speed limit. The NFL changed the rules for for players to wear different numbers julio jones is taking advantage of not having to buy out (laughs) jerseys and i think and i stand by this austin and i always have been i believe that the titans franchise will not let players wear a retired number and that number is number one for warren moon have respect for your elders and the guys that came before you to pave the path and just because you're a badass young gun wide receiver, I think they they blocked him and both of them from switching, doing the 11-1 thing. So Julio did the next best thing and go two.
0: Yeah, Bobby says, I wholeheartedly neut- neutral it. I He just likes two 11 and 22. And I'm I'm with you. Like, I saw Emily Proud tweet that out. I think me and you are also pretty type A people. <laughs> and so I like the cleanness also of two 11 and 22 as their big playmakers uh outside of Ryan Tannehill. It just looks clean. Uh I like number two. I think it looks really good. He's a big MF for to be wearing such a small number. Uh, But, you know, I like it a lot. I, I really do. Two looks good on him. I, I think I wonder why eight was not the option or eight was not the answer because like did the Titans hesitate with eight because they've I, given- If
1: I was the Titans, I would push Julio uh, away from eight. Because Away I from- want jersey sales. Well, yeah, you could- And you also tell them, hey, Julio, do you want to make money? Because Julio makes money off of jersey sales. Right. There is a revenue share to the players individually in a percentage in a royalty fee. So if you sit there, it's like the Jake Locker thing. Jake Locker and Vince Young were both 10. Right? Strategize. Use your marketing mind. And your marketing mind... Be- 10 needs to be retired for other reasons. <laughs> right. But I, I-, I think that... Uh, Maybe that was a strategy, but you don't want guys getting their duct tape just like AJ did, and just slapping something over a Mariota jersey because Mariota was the highest selling jersey for a long time. He was the the number one quarterback and number two overall pick.
0: Yeah, well, and and you know, I don't think James Smith, punter out of Cincinnati, was keeping Julio from being number eight. I think it was more about what you're saying because I can see it now, right? I can see. Julio Jones in a hypothetical situation going to number eight and then the Titans sending out an email blast or a social media post about, hey, bring your Mariota jerseys in and we can get the, swap the name plate out for Jones, right? Like, And for a cheap price, but they want to make more money. And so the way to make more money is by have Julio going to a completely different jersey number and two hasn't consistently been worn since Rob Baronis I know Sam Sloman wore it last year, which created a funny moment and weird comments on our Instagram uh, yesterday evening. But uh, Sam Sloman was only on the team for like a week and a half, two weeks. So two has been available a lot. I like it. Uh, Julio wearing number two. I think it looks really good when you look at him, Henry, and AJ all together with those three.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like Sawyer. A lot of Titans fans are saying, I will buy it now since it's not eight. You're just gonna spend money. And this is a player, cause he's he's under contract for the Titans for three years, correct? Uh yeah, three year deal. As of no. That's a okay investment. It's
0: tough, right? It's tough when you look I, I, at it and, if and you're you say a, if you're a jersey buying person, which I am not, um, then and you're a Titans fan, you're probably excited to buy a Julio Jones Titans jersey, regardless of the number that he that he has. Just because of what this is—the future Hall of Famer wide receiver traded to your team to try to go win a Super Bowl—and he and he has the the you know weight of and the aura of Julio Jones—I I, I don't think it mattered what number it was going to be. People would go buy this thing, but I, I do like two. I do think it looks good.
1: There is some excitement. There is some excitement in the air. I'll uh, quick story. Uh, yesterday I was in a gas station. In Green Hills, and kicker Steven Goskowski was in there and made contact, and he was asking about Julio. Was he? That was the first thing he was talking about. It is on the brain. Julio is on the brain everywhere in the country because Julio has a great reputation as an outstanding football player, an upstanding citizen. Doesn't, you know, is not a diva like Chad Cinco. The buzz is in the air about Julio Jones. Very likable character. Great trade by John Robinson. So people are talking about. It. Now
0: the number three is also still available. So is Guskowski going to come back out and play because he wants to be a part of this Julio train?
1: I did not ask him. He was wearing Patriots shorts, but uh, That's just I probably, think they were probably, they were
0: old from uh, his time in New England. Well, he probably has dozens of Patriots shorts that he just uh, wears. Uh, yeah, yeah. I,
1: mean, he, I, mean, I mean, he played there for uh, so long.
0: Right. All right. A to Z Sports, uh, <laughs> Rob. Did you ask Guskowski what it's like to miss an extra point? No. No, that's not that's not funny. Rob. I've got
1: to know Guskowski, so I I know more about last year than and this is the the game that we play, right? It, it it's tough because Vrabel and the Titans try to hide things from the public, but the public is such in a water cooler mode at all times, throwing out opinions, doing shows, right? I mean, we do this every single day. That we have to assume because they force us to, but assuming really is a struggle, right? Because they keep yeah. it close, close to the vest.
0: Yeah. So somebody asked, do the Titans even have a kicker right now? They have two: Tucker McCann, who was the undrafted rookie last year out of Missouri, who was on the practice squad for the majority of the season. And then undrafted rookie this year out of Ohio state, Blake Heibel it was a big dude, six, four as a kicker. I mean, you got to think that that dude could kick it a freaking mile, but again, uh, the kicking situation is definitely a concern. And Gaskowski didn't even join the roster until like September or, or you know, real late, like yeah. around clowny He kind of
1: backdoored his way into familiarity with Vrabel and John Robinson. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh Julio Jones rocking number two with the Tennessee Titans. Let's move on, Zach, to our end of show topic on Wednesdays, which is throwing shade. We always love throwing shade get your shade ready. I saw Jeff is throwing shade at Zach. I'm, I'm sure a lot, a lot of you guys have shade to throw at us. Bring it on if you do. But first let me tell you about Renter's Warehouse. the professional landlords in the Nashville area, head to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renter's Warehouse to your benefit to help you and your family create extra cash flows uh, for you you and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to rent out homes for maybe your son or daughter who just graduated, or maybe you're looking for a new place to rent, need to move locations, downsize, bigger house, whatever it might be, Renters Warehouse has all the inventory for you right there at RentersWarehouse.com.
1: And BetMGM, download the app today. They are our title sponsor here on the show, on this morning show. Download the app and use promo code A. TOZ sports quick shout out, uh, Austin man of his word got Louie back. He's back. He's no longer blocked from his little, uh, fiasco sports trivia fiasco yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So Louie has joined the chat again today. I'm sure you guys have seen him that
0: right before we started sports trivia yesterday. As you guys know, there's only one rule sports trivia. Don't Google Louie commented, says, I'm going to go chin another day. I'm Googling. And he said he was joking, but again, I can't take that risk. Yeah. I can't take that risk, so I meant to mute Louie for thirty minutes. Instead, I accidentally blocked him, but I was able to dig him out of the dungeon of Facebook and bring him back. So, uh, so Louie is is all good. He just had a temporarily temporary ban, uh, so he didn't ruin our sports trivia, which we went eight and two last week. So, like that a lot.
1: So, what's up? Uh, I was gonna read some some shade. I have uh, I have two bits of shade. Okay. But uh, I'm going to read some comments real quick. Uh, Jeff says dual shaded Zach today. First, for saying that Wentz never got close to Tannehill, Tannehill with 4K yards. That's not what I said, Jeff. I said that Tannehill twice in his time in Miami got more 4,000 He got two 4,000 yard seasons. Both of those were better than the one 4,000 yard season from Carson Wentz. So, your beloved Colts, which sounds weird, uh, that's what I said. The second thing he says is that uh, for LaJuan and Hall of Fame to be in the same sentence, Jeff, like it or not, and I didn't like it because I had my beef with Lawan for years, maybe still do in the love-hate relationship that we have, but LaJuan at one point was on the trajectory to be a Hall of Fame left tackle, and it got derailed because of performance-enhancing drugs and ACL. So no, he went to three consecutive Pro
0: Bowls. Like that— like stack that's more than Brad Hopkins. That's more than Michael Ruse. He was already the most decorated Titans left tackle, uh, not counting Bruce Matthews. He played some left tackle, but not really. But yeah, at one point, yes, he was. And then the last two years, absolutely knocked that off course.
1: Hunter says shade on Adam stank for talking about the Titans offense being fire he will probably still predict a three and fourteen record. Three and fourteen still sounds weird, but Hunter got that correct. <laughs> um, uh, shade on Tennessee basketball selling out tickets at thirty baseball. minutes or baseball. Uh, I was yeah, I literally was thinking to myself uh, for uh, more reasons to expand the stadium that will probably be on the horizon.
0: There's actually some com- and that is on the horizon because of what they're trying to do to hang on to Vitello. But there is some controversy with what Tennessee baseball is doing. Apparently. They gave the tickets to the super regional to like the higher donors or the, you know, that higher class, uh, donor and see the ticket holder first, those people bought it up and apparently they're now reselling to LSU fans for the super regional. So I think a lot of Vol fans are really heated on what's happening, uh, in Knoxville with those tickets.
1: Chris stress says, my shade goes to Zach again, more shade for me uh, thinking that Ikea is a good nickname, but bashing <laughs> Tulio for being so stubborn. So Chris, I mean, we also have to separate it. Like the Ikea thing is a complete joke and really making fun of the wide receiver. Can he put it together this season? Probably not now solidified. He's not going to, right? So that's a joke. He still can. People he's are actually serious was. about the Tulio thing, no. which is, I think, stupid.
0: My shade was going to be about people stealing my Tulio because if you check the timestamps, I was the first with the Tulio, and now I'm seeing other people trying to make t shirts off of it, getting clicks off of it, trying to roll with it. Our own, guy, the trigger. our own guy, Chris Clark, even stole it on, on Instagram in the, in, the, in the Titans comments. And you know, Tulio was me, I was Tulio, that was me the first time. And everybody took it and ran.
1: It's awful. It's great, Tulio Jones, man. It, it sounds like a tool. No, it does not. It, no, it you cannot not. say that it doesn't sound like you're saying Tulio. Tulio. Tool. No, you're saying that. Uh, get the marbles out of your mouth. You
0: sound like a it's tool. Tulio. 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 It's not. It's separate. Uh, separate. It, as you say it, it sounds like. Tool. No, you cannot get through that. Tulio, Leo, not Tulio. To Leo, you pronounce it. Pronounce it right, if I can <laughs> pr- pronounce it. That's the irony.
1: That is called irony, right there. You got botched here. All right, uh, my shade is to Keyshawn Johnson, and shout out real quick because this shade was actually fed to me, Jake Hanna. Thanks for shouting out on Instagram. He sent me this material. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson is a dumbass, and Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Did not watch any of the Titans ever. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't. And it's sad. He may know a lot of things about the New York Jets. Uh, Well, he probably doesn't because Corey Davis is there. But listen to what Keyshawn Johnson says about Julio Jones, but more importantly, Corey freaking Davis. Oh, boy. And Arthur Smith is now the head coach in Atlanta. So there's a huge difference there from what they did over the last year. And I think that that's what a lot of people are missing. They're just looking at Julio Jones, 1,600-yard receiver, 1,500-yard receiver, and they think you're going to duplicate that. If you're the Tennessee Titans, you should have kept Corey Davis if you're going and getting Julio Jones in this system and in this style. You've given up up assets. You've given them up for a 32-year-old guy. With, with, with a lot of money that, that you have to uh, commit to when you develop this Corey Davis and you drafted him and you let him walk out Develop this Corey Davis. Give me a break, Keyshawn Johnson. This guy has no idea. Throw in the damn towel, not the damn ball, because that was a terrible take. He has no idea about contracts, about money, about a development, or what Corey Davis did over the first course of the first three years after being selected fifth overall. This was asinine. Shade on Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: funny comments. Rob just says he bloated. <laughs> uh, sounds like jealousy from me, Sean, uh, because he, uh, the Titans aren't a big market team. The analysts don't like it. Uh, Ronnie says as still in his feelings that jets fans love Wayne Corbett more than him. <laughs>
1: That's the <laughs> truth. Ronnie, Ronnie's getting the, the love of the show. Uh, I love that. Ronnie, Ronnie, you're a share. I love it. Love of the show. Uh, going to Ronnie. Yeah. I Wayne, mean, Cre- and shout out to the Wayne Corbett. That's a Wayne great
0: Corbett, Corbett. No gloves, Wayne. I mean, that pretty impressive. So, like, If you think about the Titans are able to pay $15 million this year, for Corey Day for Julio Jones while the Jets are paying 12 and a half for Corey Davis. Uh Julio Jones is more than a three million dollars difference on the football field. <laughs> it's it's just math, man. Like it's just math.
1: It is just math. That's my first shade. Do you have any oh, more shade?
0: Well I was gonna throw shade at at um at a fan on on Instagram who botched it. Are you still there? Did I freeze or did Zach freeze? I think Zach froze. Uh, but anyway, uh, shade on this guy, Michael, on on Instagram, who commented on the A to Z Instagram post about Julio Jones having big shoes to fill, wearing number two, with a video of Sam Sloman and his game-winning AFC South clinching kick in week 17 against the Texans, where this Michael guy on Instagram was like, How are you going to disrespect Rob Baronis like that with a laughing face emoji? Rob Baronis is the greatest kicker we've ever had. And I'm just like, man, because that's Sam Sloman. That ain't Rob Baronis. And then (laughs) somebody followed up that comment with, man, that's Sloman. Rob has been dead since 2014. No disrespect. So, like, I just thought how ridiculous... It's just this episode today's episode in how much people don't know about their favorite team. Like it just blows my mind of how people do not know things about their favorite team This is the second week in a row. My shade has been on Titans fans being blatantly wrong and uninformed. That's my shade again.
1: I I mean, that's fair. Um,
0: it's like, that's Sam Sloman. Rob Bronis never played in those jerseys. Like they were still wearing <laughs> the light blue shoulders. Bro. That is. Yeah. Like,
1: that is the funny part. I
0: mean, that. my God. Uh Rob Bronis also wasn't that thick either. Like Slot, like Sloman was Yes,
1: the Jersey thing is the, the yeah.
0: It's like What are you even doing? You know?
1: Bronis never saw those jerseys. No. Again, no. unfortunately there's nothing to, uh, not making fun of anything because that's a, it was a terrible situation. Yes. Uh So here's my final shade. Okay. It goes to the one jabroni that voted for Derrick Rose for NBA MVP. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Your your vote should be taken away. The Knicks, nobody cares about the Knicks. Everybody wants to care about the Knicks. It's like the Jets. Nobody cares about the Jets. Just because you're in New York, it's okay. But the Giants are more like the Nets. And the Jets are more like the Knicks. It makes no sense. But this one idiot votes Derrick Rose, who only averaged 14.9 points per game. Here's the difference. When he won MVP, he was well over 20 points per game. And you can hate that the Joker won, but that was the correct vote. Who's hating on that? Oh, A lot of people don't like the fact that, uh, you know, because Nicole Jokic, Jokic, is not the flashy player like like KD or Kyrie or or uh Donovan Mitchell even they've got there's some great players but Jokic is unbelievable the guy is I mean he's won me a good amount of money with his points but he's a 30 plus score 10 rebound guy don't vote for Derek Rose that makes no sense so shade on that guy I don't know who did that but well
0: I mean uh some people like Nick and somebody else, EG Berea say Rose
1: vote was the fans vote. So that's stupid. Yeah, that is dumb because that rigs it, right? Like it's like that. uh, It's like the Fox Titans uh, uh, NFL fan vote from a few years ago. It's like you, you can get rigged. The Knicks have a big fan base. They are New York. I mean, they're respected in, as far as their fan base and they come out of the woodwork, they're kind of like Tennessee. They're just waiting for a winner. And then once they start winning all hell breaks loose, but they should not have a cumulative fan vote. If in fact, so not that one singular jabroni, all of the Knicks fans in this country voting for Derek Rose's MVP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: rigged. It, It was like what the Titans fans did to get in the final against the bills rigging Twitter votes. Mm-hmm. and paying money for votes, which was hilarious.
0: Yeah, and- Josh is right. Like, Julius Randle des- deserves more fan votes than Derrick Rose. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, if, if, yeah, maybe that's just because Julius Randle went no show in the playoffs <laughs>
1: and they just got all pissed at the guy? God, Julius Randle went no show.
0: Yeah, lost me some money. I thought that guy was going to be legit on player props, but no, not at all. I got to get back on the winning track. I, want, I knew this was going to happen, Zach. Last week, I won nine straight bets on BetMGM app. And over the next nine, I've gone two and seven. And so I've got, including two losses last night, damn it, the, the, uh, the abs lost in overtime, blowing a two O lead that would have won me a parlay. That would have been a nice payout and made it all better, but they lost in overtime. It just, I'm out no. on betting
1: on hockey. I- I'm done.
0: Yeah, I thought I had that one though, too. Like I, I should have, yeah. Making me making
1: me uh I fed you a winner last night, so you can I can't... know what well,
0: and that was just like unfortunate timing of I got distracted, I left it in the bet slip, and by the time I got back in the app, the game had started, and it was just like over.
1: So time. I'll I'll give you a player prop that I'm on tonight.
0: Last time you did this on the show, it failed. It was the James Harden over eight and a half. Assists blowout, and the Nets a blowout. blew him out, and he didn't Look, play. In
1: the fourth. It's it's just like anything when you bet sports. Yeah, you have to be aware. I lost a lot of money on the B- Bucks Nets game too because it was a blowout. Like right. sometimes that happens, but that's why you got to keep going back. You, you keep trying to chop away to see if you can. Are you win. scratching
0: that? Are you scratching your itch right now, or are yeah. you messing with your headphone?
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, and I want to make sure I get this right, so I'm gonna log in because I have already placed this bet. I have on BetMGM. I'm on BetMGM right now. Uh, I'm going to log in, but I placed this bet last night. Let's track it together. It's an NBA bet, and I'm on player props, as Austin knows. That is that is my forte. Yeah, yeah. I have Mikhail Bridges total points, rebounds, and assists over 18 and a half for the Phoenix Suns. I, like I got $100 that. to win 190. I like that. Bridges points, assists, rebounds over. We'll watch it. We'll see if it plays. But I got a hundred bones on it. Eighteen. I got a good feeling.
0: Eighteen. Okay, Alex M on YouTube says this show is getting boring. Move on to the next topic. Alex M, we are one hundred. We are one hour and eighteen minutes into the show. This is bonus. We've gone through all of our topics today. Alex, (laughs) you're late. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, we were not getting boring. We have finished the show that we had planned, just giving you extra content, and uh, we'll watch that. I'll I'll jump on it. Bridges over points, assists, rebounds, eighteen and a half, which I'm guessing is like what minus one ten. Okay, all right. We'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow on a Titans Thursday. I'm also headed out to Titans OTAs later on uh tomorrow as well so looking forward to that for the rest of the week as i'll have eyes on the field without tulio tulio will not be on the field on thursday
1: and austin at the beginning of the show wants me to get the hell out of here i'm just then then i'm done after this show so you don't want to talk to me anymore (laughs) you didn't have to talk to me he can carry on over the next several days by himself so good day sir all right see you later adios